Last year, we did a program with Itzhak Bentoff, a Boston-based researcher into the relationship between consciousness and the cosmos, and, uh, and, and based upon a book which he wrote called Stalking the Wild Pendulum. This book has since become somewhat of a bestseller among people who are interested in the relationship between consciousness and the cosmos, and we wanted to, once again, get an opportunity this morning to speak with Mr. Bentoff. Ben Bentoff is a wonderful, loving, kind man, a brave, courteous, true, <laughs> all the other kind things you can say. The interesting thing about him is that he has, over the years, conducted research into consciousness. The subtitle of his book is The Mechanics of Consciousness, and what we want to try to talk about today is one aspect of it, and that is the evolution of consciousness. Ben, we, there's probably no theory that has had more impact on Western thinking than the theory of evolution that Darwin came up with in the mid-19th century. And ever since then, all of our thought has been along the ideas that somehow we have evolved as human beings to being who we are today. The, place, the question I want to ask you is, where do you see us now in that evolutionary development? We can say that if we take uh, Darwin's theories as being correct, then we know that... Uh, we have evolved from the apes towards uh, humans, and now we have finally come to a point where we are uh, humanoid in shape, we have vertical spines, we are reasonably intelligent, we can push buttons on TV, uh, <laughs> drive cars, etc., etc. And what I'd like to do, I'd like to uh, draw maybe a, a little diagram, but don't worry, it's not very scientific. Let me draw a, what is called a bell curve which looks somehow like this. It's being used in, in describing random events. And the way this works is the following, that if we assume now, let's, let's take a, a following situation. Take a little town that has maybe a thousand people in it. And we have this great desire to find out what the average height of people in this town is. And therefore we go out with a yardstick and start measuring these people. What well, we find that a very small, very few number of people will be, say, three feet tall. And a very, very few of them will be maybe seven or eight feet tall. The bulk of the population will be right somewhere here. That is, the average or mean height of these people would be about five feet and six or eight inches, something like this. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so what we find here is that uh, this bell curve gives us a, a good picture of where most of the population is. That is what typifies uh, uh, population. We can use this diagram also to describe evolution. The bulk of the population today is this intelligent, more or less intelligent biped, all right? And uh, uh, with a vertical spine and who pushes the buttons on TV and drives a car, etc., etc. Now, there is some back throw, that is, there are some people here in this area, very few people who are still gorilla-like, that is, they are hairy, <laughs> they beat their chest when they see their neighbors and a few other things. And then we have other people who are here in this corner, very few of them, who are very highly developed, because we say that evolution is now pushing mankind in this direction, away from the gorilla types, towards the very highly evolved people. At this point, we're here. What's going to happen maybe a million years from now? 
half million years from now. This curve is going to shift. It's going to shift like this. That is, the bulk of the population will be very, very highly evolved. We have gone away altogether from the gorilla types, no more gorillas. And what we have here now is the average man is now the retarded person uh -huh. in evolutionary terms. The bulk of the population is extremely, very, very highly evolved. And the cutting edge of evolution here, these are very, very highly evolved people. We can't even imagine what kind, what kind of person that will be. He may not have a physical body at all. What is the habitat, so to speak, of this group here? Well, you just go out and you find them. They're, they're all over the place. The habitat of this group here, what do you think? What do you think you find these people here, hey? Um, <laughs> uh, I, I suspect you would find them in universities. You'd find the, you know, the people who are very bright, people who are uh, in the leading edge of professions. That kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, it's an intellectual thing, isn't it? Well, I suggest that you find them in mental hospitals, in nut houses. And well, the reason for that is that these people, they live in a different reality, in a reality which, which is very changed and few of them are adapted to live in this reality so naturally they can't function very well so the only safe place only good place for them would be the mental hospital unless they can integrate their 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 different view of reality with their daily lives now if they can integrate it then we have people like like newton like darwin like like uh, like uh, you mean, so Faraday, these are the so-called geniuses. The, the thing that I'm not certain that we have talked about is what is it that is evolving? Let's put it this way. The nervous system is the thing that is evolving and the nervous system is supported by a skeleton of bones and muscles and tissue, etc., etc. Now, uh, the nervous system is that thing that gives us the picture of our realities, that is, our realities, that reality which you see all, all around you, the flowers and the chairs and the microphones and the uh, teacup, is given to us by our senses. See, yeah. We don't see light which is beyond UV and beyond infrared. Uh, we hear only a limited uh, scale of vibrations, like for instance, we hear anywhere from 52 to 20,000 maximum. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In other words, all our senses are limited. So, with these limited senses, we naturally are seeing through a very narrow kind of tube or very narrow slit in the total reality there is. Mm -hmm. Now, as you're evolving, what happens is that that slit opens up, opens up more and more and more. So you see more and more of that reality, and we assume that we see different realities. They're not very different realities, but rather an, a very extended, broad view of one very large reality. The Bible mentions maybe four to six colors maximum. Yeah. That is what people saw just bare maybe 4,000 years ago. Uh, nowadays, we see hundreds and thousands of colors. That is, our visual system has evolved. Mm -hmm. Our fellow mammals, like cows and horses, see only black and white. Uh -huh. So this is one example of the evolution of the nervous system. The senses are an extension of our nervous system. Our eyes, our ears, etc. are an extension of our brain.
Uh -huh, so to I speak. See. Okay, so now, before you were talking about the people who were the mutants, either yeah. being in the uh, mental hospitals or being yeah. geniuses. Yeah. These are people who have expanded perception, and hence they can see yeah. a reality which ordinary people at this stage of evolution are not able to see. Could I? What is the nature of that reality which they're able to see? Well, that is uh, <laughs> classified as a non-physical reality sometimes. We can take an example, say, uh, well, let's take a simple example. If I'm sitting at dinner table and uh, say there's a kid, maybe 15 years old, 16 years old, and he looks up and suddenly he says to his mother, hey, Ma, look, at there's, there's uh, our dead grandmother is standing in the corner. <laughs> Mother looks around and says, no, oh, there's no grandmother there. And she says, well, kiddo, you, there's something wrong with you. You need help. You're crazy. So you're crazy. So uh -huh. she takes him off to the friendly neighborhood psychiatrist, and the same thing happens. The psychiatrist will ask him, well, kiddo, what do you see? Well, you'll see, well, don't you see, doctor, over there in the corner, don't you see this person standing there? Well, the psychiatrist turns around, no, there's no such thing. Well, and then mm, psychiatrist says, oh, young fella, you're in troubles, and then he writes out a little prescription for a little Thorazine or electroshock or whatever, and pretty soon, in a matter of two weeks, kid is back in shape, very normal. No longer sees the No longer sees anything. Yeah. <laughs> so the process has been reversed. This is called a psychotic episode uh, or mm -hmm. acute schizophrenia break or whatever it is. And what you would say is that there's a good chance that that kid is seen. Very the good chance the that the kid has a spontaneous opening of his senses. Uh-huh. So that the evolution has been rushed up or right. hurried up? Yeah. Now, this actually happens. There are techniques to do this. But uh, the, the Eastern uh, uh, people, the, the yogis, have developed systems to, to do this, to push the nervous system rapidly. But it happens very often, spontaneously, without uh, someone trying to do anything about mm -hmm. it. And just happens. And then, naturally, in the olden days, these kinds of things used to be called miracles. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, nowadays, uh, there's no more miracles. Well, let's, let's take this. Uh, and let's yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, in, uh, you, you think of uh, I mean, what you call the spontaneous opening of uh, expanded awareness. Correct. Right. I mean, that, that's sort of a lot of words yeah. to say something. But in an earlier time, it was called a miraculous occurrence. Yeah. Evolated okay. consciousness. Uh, right. You know, a time of great revelation uh, of sure. uh, God speaking to you. Now, uh, take uh, like this fellow, um, St. Paul, yeah? He's <laughs> going or walking or riding to, to Damascus in the olden days. And suddenly this big ball of white light descends and uh, Jesus standing in the ball of light and he says, hey, <coughs> Why don't you lay off of my people and stop doing whatever you're doing and all that? And he's very impressed and he's even blinded and he falls down and, and uh, one thing and another. But anyway, he makes it somehow to Damascus. And uh, there he starts a big campaign and, and he talks about his experience and the big public relations thing. And, and he got the thing going. He got the church built and, and uh, the Judeo-Christian ethic came out of this and bingo and all the things that, you know, that <laughs> go with this. So we've yeah. got something. Yeah. Now, suppose the same thing would happen and this fellow, so St. Paul, say, is driving down on Route 128. Yeah? 
Driving down. <laughs> Route 128 doesn't go to Damascus. <laughs> what? That's the to Damascus. Goes to, goes to Dedham. <laughs> so, okay. So, so then uh, this fellow is driving, and suddenly this big ball of light descends in front of his windshield, and there's Jesus standing in front of, front of him, and he gets very, very impressed, and his driving naturally gets kind of wobbly. And so, sure enough, there's a cop behind him, and he says, ooh, ooh, you know, and gets him off to the side of the road. And uh, he says, uh, sir, may I have your license and, and registration and all that? And, and this fellow is so impressed, and he keeps babbling something about Jesus and all that. And the cop says, well, uh, you must be driving under the influence, right? So he arrests him and takes him to the station. Uh -huh. Then what happens is that uh, he comes to the station, and then they tell him, well, uh, uh, he still is under the influence, you see. So they call an ambulance and send him off to the mental hospital. So now the, 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 the reception desk, they interview him, a very short interview, and uh, the guy puts down in the logbook that the fellow came in with an acute psychotic or, or schizophrenic episode with religious overtones. That's it. Uh -huh. And this is what we did to the miracle. <laughs> so we took the miracle and grounded that really to gray powder. So no more miracles. Okay. Everybody's so. complaining that during the Bible times, on every page of the Bible, you have a miracle or two, and now there's no miracles. This is what we're doing to the miracles. We're just flattening the Bible. What is it that is evolving? Now, you talked about the nervous system evolving, right? But yeah. is there something else that is evolving that is able to be sensitive to this higher level of reality? We have this notion of the soul. And most people... Uh, well, I'm talking about the soul, it's a kind of non-physical thing, highly theoretical. And so when you go to church, you take this soul out of the closet and polish it up a little bit, and then you go to church and you, you are one with your soul. Then you come back and put it back in the closet till next week. So uh, that's about the idea of a normal person, the soul. But actually, that's not the case. I mean, we don't have souls, but it's just the other way around. The soul has us. So, that is, that thing that evolves, the permanent, eternal thing, is the soul, and the body is a kind of disposable thing. Uh -huh. As you know, you, you use a body uh, like a car for 80,000 miles, 100,000 miles, <laughs> and you chunk it, and that's it, you get another one. So, it's the, the driver is the soul who, who uses the body for a while, and then he runs it into the ground, and he gets another one sooner or later. And, and so, it's the soul which is experiencing evolution, and not our personality, not our physical yeah. uh, existences. That is, the soul is the repository of information that we gather during a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you, maybe we should draw another diagram. Mm -hmm. Physical bodies are here, and another physical body, another physical body, and this is Joe, and this is Jim, and this is Sarah, etc. Uh -huh. Now, clearly, on the phys this is the physical level, yeah? Now, on this physical level, we are separate. You sit there, and I sit here, and we're all separate. Now, let's draw another level. This level is, is slightly higher, and let's call this the level of the soul, yeah? Well, there will be some mingling here. Let's, let's draw this person as extending to practically infinity this way. Now, look what happens. At the physical level, we are separate. We're separate. And there's this much distance between mm -hmm. us. Let's say that on the soul level, this person extends 
this much and the other person gets slightly mixed in with him. That is, the souls are in a way in touch with each other. Okay, they overlap, these two lines. Now let's go now to a higher level and let's call this, uh, say, the level of the higher self, which is kind of a boss of that soul. Mm -hmm. uh, there, what we find is that this fellow's higher self extends this much and the other fellow's extends this much. Mm -hmm. There is more overlap between them. Right. On the very highest level, which is the high spiritual level, we are basically overlapping completely. Everybody is overlapping everybody else. In other words, everything and everyone is everywhere. In other words, we have become omnipresent. Mm -hmm. This is a state of highly spiritual perfected beings, or gods you may call them. Okay? Okay, and so that we exist on all of those simultaneously. On all of those simultaneously, so then but we're not in, aware of that. In, in, in your view, then, if we, when we see each other as separate entities, that's only seen on one plane of reality. Correct. And so whether we like it or not, we're all evolving towards godhood. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it takes eons, so don't hold your breath. Is that the purpose of evolution? Naturally. Because at that point, you start understanding how the system works, and one of the good things about this system is that the system wants to teach you about itself. Mm -hmm. what does it's it a want good to teach system. Yeah? Yeah. What does it want to teach you? Well, if you are, if you are omnipresent and you're all-knowing, that is the state which the system wants you to be in. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. the system is an intelligence or information gathering system. Mm -hmm. And so it's all of also freely distributing that information. In your view, yeah. we all started off somewhere a long time ago in which there was sort of undifferentiated matter which slowly, millions and millions and millions of eons, evolved until a very complex organism that we now call a human being. Mm -hmm. And it has a nervous system which we at this particular point in time understand as being sensitive to certain levels of reality through our eyes, our ears, our nose, other sensory perception. And that's sort of what we call material, ordinary reality that enables us to drive cars and do our work every day. Mm -hmm. However, there is an evolutionary movement that will continue to push us beyond where we are today. Mm -hmm. And the thing which is going to be pushed is our soul, and that at some point we will have these experiences of elevated consciousness in which higher realities are not only seen but lived, and ultimately we come into perfection. Whether we like it or not. Yeah. Can we speed that up by doing it? Yeah. Well, you use the, the meditative techniques which push the nervous system a lot faster than the normal evolutionary rate. Mm -hmm. Those okay. techniques are available, but uh, you don't need to do uh, anything. It's going to happen anyway. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. What a view. It's a, <laughs> a very big, bright view.